This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. It's my music. You're listening to Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 144, and it's a third grab bag of hip-hop themes, sponsored by HelloFresh. And today I am joined once again by a returning guest here. He is a contributor at Voices of Wrestling. It's Suit Williams. Hello again, Suit. Hello, Andrew. Great to be on the show again. Glad to be back. It is interesting to me that you invited me onto the uh, hip hop themes episode. You know, there's a there is a pattern going on here. You know, me, noted black person, Rich Crate. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Keep I, an uh, eye on you. I, I I don't know what you mean as I tug my collar nervously here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, it is great to have you back on here, Sue, of course, as always. Um, and it's funny, you know, we still haven't met in person yet, and we seem to keep missing each other, because last year, we both went to All Out, but you were in the suite, and I was in the crowd. This year, I went to Forbidden Door, and I was in the suite, but you weren't at the show. And this year's All Out, you did go again, and I didn't. So, you know, one of these days, Sue, we're going to have to meet up face-to-face. It's, it's got to happen eventually. Yeah, the wires keep getting crossed here, but eventually they'll meet up. Eventually we will get together and make jokes and have a good time like people do. Mm-hmm, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but speaking of All Out, I'll say this too. Um, we both had the good fortune to be at CM Punk's first AEW match last year. And this year you had the fortune to possibly be at Punk's last AEW match. Uh, because... Boy, oh boy, have there been some spicy happenings lately in the TK territory. Um, I mean, I remember watching All Out on my computer, and Punk and Mox had that, that great main event, and MJF returned, and it was like, oh my god, this is so cool, here's the next chapter, here we go. And then the presser happened, and CM Punk decided to turn that thing into a Dudley Boy's entrance. Get up, get up, get up, drop the pipe bomb, get up, get up, this is out of control. <laughs> and he's cursing out the elite, and they're fighting backstage afterwards, and chairs are being thrown, Ace Steel is biting dudes. We got suspensions, we got injuries, title vacancies, possible litigation. I mean, it's a big old messier suit, and the cleanup is going to last a while. Man, I, I got to see CM Punk's last match. Billy Gunn was in the building again for it. That's wild. <laughs> How about that? What a coincidence that is. And then, yeah, CM Punk got on that, uh, he got at, at that podium, and he he thought it was Festivus. He aired all of his grievances, all <laughs> while eating some muffins or cupcakes, whatever those pastries were, and shouting them out in the process. How about that? I... I... God, man, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, as a fan, I want this whole thing to, like, work itself out because I like both CM Punk and the Elite. As a person, I know that's not going to happen. That's more than likely not going to happen. I would be shocked if it did. But, hey, to be able to say I saw Punk's last match before he went out in a blaze of glory is... It's awesome. It is it's kind of awesome. It sucks, but it's awesome. You know, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, you're you're a part of history. Um whether you want to be or not, you're you're part of history, that that's for sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean th- this whole thing, it's such a weird, awkward, tricky situation because it's not cut and dry. I mean, there's no good side, there's no bad side here. A lot of people are at fault with this. And the thing with punk is that he was ranting and raving about company executives in front of the media, on YouTube, in front of the entire world, with his boss right next to him. And by all accounts, he started the fight afterwards as well. Like, even if he's right about everything, 
it's not a good look. And I can understand where he's coming from, too. I mean, you know me, Suit. I tend to be a rather easygoing kind of guy. I'm not a big fan of confrontations, but have there been times at my job or in life or whatever or, or online where someone's just getting on my nerves so much and I just want to explode on them and cuss them out and go nuts and rant and scream and, and bite their heads off? Absolutely, but I can't because it's not a good look and it will just end poorly, I'm sure. And I'm sure we've all felt that way at some point in our lives. You know, you, me, everyone. But in those situations, you just you have to be an adult you have to let reason prevail and take a nice deep breath and settle things calmly and, and as quietly and as best you can. Um, unfortunately, Punk decided, Devon, get the tables, and, and, and here we are, suit. <laughs> the quote 21st century philosophers Rick and Morty. Uh, when you're an asshole, it doesn't matter how right you are. No one wants to give you the satisfaction. And Punk <laughs> can be like, like maybe he was right, and maybe the elite were giving dirt out and making him look bad in the media or whatever. The way he handled it is not going to get anybody to sympathize with him. So it's just a whole thing of like, who looks bad, who looks worse, and how do we get out of this with any semblance of structure? I can tell you who's really pissed, Jan Moxley. He was supposed to be out fishing right now. Yeah, he was supposed to be on vacation for like, a... like six weeks going going fishing. Right, right. And now he's got a main event, the, uh, the Arthur Ashe show. Probably win the title, too. How about that? Yeah, it's thrown a real spanner in the works for a lot of people, not just you know the ones directly involved. So, um, yeah, strange times, man. Strange times for sure, but... But look, AEW has been through rough waters before, you know, with the pandemic and injuries, the death of Brody Lee, things like that. And, and they've gotten through them. And I have faith they'll get through this as well. Um, and, and like you, do I want CM Punk and Kenny and the Bucks to all get along and be on TV every week having great matches? Of course I do. I love all those guys. But this is the hammer dealt. And we're going to have to live with it for a while, unfortunately. So anyway, let's get to the show proper here. Uh, we're doing some more hip hop themes. We've done a couple episodes like these with Rich Craig in the past, and now you're here, Suit. And um, before we delve in, Suit, let me ask you this. What's your hip-hop taste like? Are, are there certain styles or regions of hip-hop you prefer more than others? Uh, favorite rappers? Uh, what do you like? Well, my taste, I grew up in New Orleans, so I got a lot of Southern rap. You know, Lil Wayne. Um, you know, I had um, Birdman and... Uh, oh, crap. Uh, the Big Timers. Yeah, Burnman and uh, Manny Fresh. So I had them, uh, T.I., uh, 3-6 Mafia. I had a lot of Southern stuff when I was growing up. Uh, funny, weirdly enough, my favorite rapper growing up was Kanye West because my mom would always listen to uh, his albums in the car. Uh, it's not really the case anymore, but I do still go back and listen to Graduation. So, uh, so yeah, I tend to go for a lot of like late 2000s rap lot of uh i skew more southern but i'll listen to a lot of eras too and as far as right now goes i don't really have any favorite rappers at the moment i do enjoy a denzel curry but i don't listen to a lot of his stuff enough and then yeah that's kind of it for right now so i'm i enjoy like hip-hop history and when it comes to things i usually listen to it's it skews more to that like late 2000s southern rap scene okay okay well um just a heads up none of those people are on this episode just want to make yeah. that clear here but uh, but we do have a nice little mix of themes to talk about here uh some some current ones some old ones people rapping their own songs yave a real smorgasbord here for the senses that that's for sure but uh you beat you beat me to the Yave joke. Damn. <laughs> First time racist. Now I'm taking Yave from you. I'm a I'm a menace tonight, Suda. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we'll start off here with the theme for the one, the only John Cena. Yes, the peacemaker himself. We played basic economics before on the show here. Well, here's that other rap theme that he's had for oh, 17 years. Jesus Christ. Off the album You Can't See Me, this is John Cena and the trademark, can't forget about him, with The Time Is Now. <laughs> <laughs> 
still hot. Knock your shell off. My money stacked fat, plus I can't turn the swell off. The franchise doing big business. I live this, it's automatic. I win this, so you hear those horns, you finish. A soldier, and I stay under you fighting. Plus I'm storming on you chumps like I'm thunder and lightning. Ain't no way you breaking me, kid. I'm harder than nails. Plus I keep it on lock like I'm part of the jail. I'm slaughtering stale competition. I got the whole block wishing they could run with my division, but they going fishing. I don't want to say that I'm super nostalgic for this song, because I've heard it eight bajillion times in my life, but given Cena is Mr. Hollywood now and only shows up on very special occasions, this song is, is a rarity these days. And I can remember when he debuted this song way back in 05, around the time of his first WWE title win, it was a clear transition from basic thugonomics mid-card rapper era to main event guy era. And the song can't spell it out any clearer. Your time is up, my time is now. And his time lasted a long ass while. So we heard those big trumpets ad nauseum. And you know, given Cena's longevity and his massive star power, this is really one of the biggest wrestling themes of all time, Suit. It really is. And as soon like you sent me the list of songs for this uh for this episode. And as soon as I saw this one, I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to the next one now. Because, like, if you've watched wrestling at any point regularly in the last 15 years, you know the first 16 bars of this song. You might know them word for word. Like, it is one of the most... Is it the most one of the most iconic wrestling songs of all time? Because I would say so. Like, it's... It's the theme song of the top guy, and it is memorable. It's a good track, and yeah, I do, I do miss it because I miss him. I miss having him around. I feel like I didn't appreciate him enough when he was here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was around for just so long that it just—it still feels weird to not have him around every single weekend and hear this song. You know blast all the time um i mean personally if given the choice i prefer basic thugonomics but the style of both songs i think were very appropriate for their respective eras thugonomics very confrontational very angry and, and more heelish sounding the time is now still aggressive still puff out your chest bravado the franchise doing big business i live this it's automatic i win this oh you hear those horns you finished a soldier and i stay under you fighting Plus, I'm storming all you chumps like thunder and lightning, etc., etc. But, but the trumpets, the big intro, the, the upbeat chorus, it leans more good guy. And Cena is the ultimate good guy. I mean, no matter how many times you wanted him to turn heel, he can't because he's John goddamn Cena. He's the good guy. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a good song, a very iconic song. But personally, I prefer Thugonomics suit. I do, too. Uh, I really like Time Is Now. But basic thugonomics, Cena is like it feels like he's coming at it at, with more of an edge because he was rapping for his job essentially. Like he was gonna <laughs> get the story goes, he was gonna get cut, and then Bruce Pritchard heard him rap on a bus, and then he gave the credit to Stephanie McMahon, and now John Cena's John Cena, and now he's doing HBO shows, and now he's one of the biggest stars they've ever had and uh, god i miss him i hope he does another mania just another another big show one more time for big match john i'll even take jbl on commentary <laughs> there's a lot of money in that retirement match whenever it happens i'm sure but um but i, I do want to bring up the samples in this song because there are a few the horns those famous horns they are from the Pete Schofield and the Canadians version of The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. The drums are from Attention by Head West. And the infamous that's from Anti Up by MOP. And the thing about that is MOP actually sued 
over alleged unlawful sampling, but it got thrown out later on. So there you go. Um, but yeah, it's it's Amado, A-M-A-D-O-U, not Apple dough, not Apa dough. It's it's Amado. So uh, yeah, the the more you know, suit. <laughs> Good rolling of the tongue there. I couldn't have oh, done thank that. You. I can't roll my tongue. Twelve years of Spanish. Oh, sorry, twelve years of Spanish. So uh, it all paid off eventually, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I was in Spanish for two years, and my friend made fun of me when I tried. Mm, well, uh, lo siento, mi amigo. How about that? Uh, <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. There you go. But um, I wonder what the trademark is doing these days. By the way, good old, uh, good old Mark Predka, because he's on this. He's on Basic Thugonomics. He did the Cena album. And, of course, he also did Kerlingle's TNA theme solo. So he did make his mark in wrestling, so to speak. But besides that, not much else, really, I don't think. Um, I don't know. Maybe the residuals of this song are just that damn good, I guess. I don't know, Suit. <laughs> I mean, it was played once a week for a decade straight. So I assume those checks <laughs> were were steady for old Mark. You'd hope so. You'd hope so. Yeah. He, um, he did do, didn't he do something in TNA where he was like... Uh, Karen Angle's like fake boyfriend or something. Yes, yes. Yeah, there was, yeah. It was a thing where like Kurt Angle was tricking some. It it's some Russo thing where he was a part of it. I don't even remember the whole thing, but he was Karen Angle's like fake boyfriend to trick Samoa Joe into feeling bad for Kurt or something. Mm, right. But one of the many fun adventures of Kurt Angle and, and Karen and TNA. Um... I don't know. I mean, it's hard to imagine trading Kurt Angle for the trademark, but uh, but I guess it was all just a, a ruse anyway, you know. So it's uh, always a ruse. It's Russo. It's Russo. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, and one more thing: uh, three second tan is a cool name for a pin. Yeah, that, that's some nice wordplay. I agree. I agree. Um, up next, we're gonna look at the theme for Limitless Keith Lee. Uh, now, Keith has had a bunch of hip-hop themes in his career, but we're going to focus today on the one he had on the indies back before he joined WWE, a theme that he did himself, actually. This is Keith Lee with Ground Zero. Intelligence and power, the best versus the greatest. Huh, he'll make you famous. One spirit bomb and your whole life changes. Bask in my glory, you all know the story. Started on the football field, but wanted more. See, the full contact made me react. Go anyone and everyone, and that's a known fact from the top row. I reign supreme, I'm worse than any nightmare, exorcism, a wet dream. Respect to those who try to step in the ring, but when the bell sounds, catch a beat down like Rodney King. There's yeah. some soldiers in here and some warriors too, pay respect to all with a solid salute. It's, no, no. it's time to reap what you sow, it's no, no. we'll take it down to ground zero. There's some soldiers in here and some warriors Indubitably. Circumlocution. Grandiloquent. I figure if we're talking about Keith Lee, I have to throw in some big Keith Lee words there. I just, I can't help it. I'm sorry. But <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, this song here, I miss it quite a bit. You know, I love the song he has now in AEW. It's a great song. But I do miss Keith Lee, the man of the hour, the king of the ring, intelligence and power. I, I do miss that because it has that nice beat to it, that nice steady pace, the melodic chorus. Um, so yeah, it's a real toe-tapper suit, this one. It is a good entrance theme. Uh, Keith isn't exactly Lil Wayne on the lyrics. It's, <laughs> it's kind of basic, but it gets the job done for an entrance song. The bass really booms here, and you, it's it's got that good wrestling pace where you walk into the ring and then you hit the ring when the chorus hits. It's, it's a really good entrance track. Yeah, it does a good job of incorporating a lot of his trademark stuff in the lyrics. Ground Zero, Spirit Bomb, Bask in My Glory. The stuff about him doing aerial moves despite being a big guy, that's in there too. And there's also a reference to Dragon Ball Z, Super Saiyan Maker over 9 and 3 zeros, which is the It's Over 9000 meme. That's the reference there. And um, Keith Lee, yes, he is a very large man, 
but he's also a giant nerd who loves anime. So there's going to be an anime reference in his own song suit. He just, he can't help it. God, I'd shove him in a locker if there was a locker that could fit him. <laughs> um, I, I, Evolve never ran New Orleans. They only did that, uh, the two WrestleMania weekends. There was one where I could have seen Keith Lee live, but it was Evolve, and I assumed that the show was starting late because the show the day before it started late. So I leave a few minutes, you know, into the show. I'm staying at the hotel next to the venue. This is Mania Weekend 2018. I think it's like the one before he gets signed. So I'm heading over there. I run into uh, the pro graps lady who's taking pictures for Evolve. Uh, we get over there, and as soon as I walk in, Keith Lee is laid out. Austin Theory's holding two titles over his head and I missed his match. So yeah, great. I got to see Austin and theory win and I didn't get to hear Keith Lee's music live, which sucked. Well, we now share something in common suit. We've both now gone to evolve shows and arrived too late and seen Austin theory be the winner. We had the commonality now suit that we got that little bond there. <laughs> At least I got to see the show. You walked in. <laughs> At final that's true. time. That's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but there's also this in, in Keith's song. It references the Rodney King beating, which is interesting. Respect to those who try to step in the ring, but when the bell sounds, catch a beat down like Rodney King. Yeah, it's like, geez, that's a bit of a left turn from Dragon Ball Z, there, Keith. My goodness, we we were having fun there for a second, but my God, he really brought the mood down. Come on. <laughs> I mean, if we're being factual, Rodney King did catch a beatdown. <laughs> like, that's not an incorrect turn of phrase. It's, it's a true statement, but it's not a fun statement for a wrestling it's theme. A I mean, bit... come on, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, I don't know, you know? He's not wrong, but he's wrong. <laughs> it's one of those things. You're wrong, but you're not wrong. I got more magic than Harry Potter or Draco. You're gonna burn to death like the siege at Waco. Whoa, Keith, what are you doing there, buddy? Let's take it easy, Hold my God. Now. Calm, calm down now. Calm down, my goodness. But um, but anyway, uh, let's move on now to theme number three, and this is for the boss, Sasha Banks, who is currently taking a little break from wrestling because of some uh, creative differences, shall we say, with WWE. But uh, before she left. She had a rap remix of her theme, Sky's the Limit, featuring her cousin, one Snoop Doggy Dog. So let's hear CFOs featuring Snoop Dogg with Sky's the Limit remix. So at the risk of incurring the wrath of any Sasha stands out there, which I try not to do for the sake of my own health, I'm not a big fan of this one for a couple reasons. Number one, the horns. There's too much. It's too overpowering. It ruins the flow of the original song. The other thing is Snoop. Now I'm no rap expert, but even I think this is a weak effort on Snoop's part. Yes, yes, y'all. So fresh, y'all. Snoop Dogg with Sasha Banks. We the best, y'all. Make way for the new. What a do. And if you in the way, let me say she coming for you. Fans up, hands up in the air. When I say hell, you say yeah, and so on. And of course, it's CFOs. So it's one verse and chorus repeated over and over and over again. There's just, there's not much meat on the bone here, suit. Snoop Dogg is 
an all-time great talent. He's got a ton of charisma, and he has the tendency of sleepwalking through certain certain shows and certain verses when he knows he can get away with it. In a sense, so you're saying he's the Shinsuke Nakamura of... I, I knew you were going there. I knew you were going there. I could smell that coming a mile away, goddammit. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was his G1 stop in Bipu. This was very much just... <laughs> I'm getting paid, so I'm going to spend 20 minutes in the, uh, in the studio... I'm gonna say a verse, and they're gonna pay me for it, and we're gonna move on. And I mean, I agree with you. I prefer the original cut because, you know, I don't like what they did with the B. I think the original song just a really great song in general. Like I just like that uh, song. But you know, you paid Snoop to remix it. You might as well use it. I mean, I get the reasoning behind it, because Snoop is a big name, and he's related to Sasha, so it's a natural pairing, of course, but it, it still feels half-hearted. It, it feels more like a cameo than anything. Um, but in this day and age, Snoop is more of a brand to me than an actual rapper, so I guess it's not too shocking that he'll just you know show up here and uh, rattle off a few lines and, and get the check in Vamoose. So, uh, yeah, a real road to power struggle night eight effort from Snoop here, Suit, that, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, and then you brought it up, but it was we didn't need to loop this track four times. Come on, CFOs. Like, you run Snoop's verse, you put Sasha's old music in there at the end, and then you know, if you've got two and if you've got two minutes thirty seconds, you've got two minutes thirty seconds. This didn't need to go four minutes. Cause it's the same thing we heard in the first ninety seconds. Just unnecessary. I agree. I agree. Um, and let me ask you this. Which one do you prefer? This or when Snoop did the remix of Cody's theme last year? Ooh, remember that? That's a good question. Do I remember the Cody remix? Because they are very similar. He, he only used that for a couple months. Man. Uh, well, considering that I could, can't remember it off the top of my head, would I remember this off the top of my head if I didn't listen to it today? I don't know. That's a tough question. I will go with the Cody one, because the Cody one came with the late-era Codyverse stuff, and that stuff was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, the songs are very similar in that, you know, in the Cody one, Snoop shows up for one verse, he sprinkles in a few, you know, Cody references, and then he scrams, you know. that That's pretty much it. He's done, so... Um, yeah, if you want to hear Snoop Dogg say, wrestling is more than one royal family, that's the song for you. There you go. <laughs> um, but I will say this. I, I did like how in this song, uh, at one point, Snoop calls himself the big boss dog because it made me think of him as Ray Trailer. Wham! My Sasha! My Sasha! You know, I thought it was real funny when Eminem's fake daddy died and went straight to hell! <laughs> I thought you were going to say he was Pepper. <laughs> that works, too. That works, too. You know, dog for a dog, yeah. Um, Tastes like chicken. <laughs> going to move on now to New Japan and look at the theme for the current strong openweight champion, Mr. No Days Off, Fred Rosser. Of course, the former Darren Young. His theme is by John Kiernan and Monster Tarver, a.k.a. Michael Tarver. So a little Nexus reunion there. That's pretty cool. This is called... No days off. It's time to go to work. Turn in the base off. You can 
not debate how I block the hate. I've been grinding and now I'm about to rock this place. Anybody that gets in my way will get dropped today. You think you're taking this from me? Well, homie, not today. Been through enough hells, heard enough bells. Been in many rings, I survived many things. I came out and then proceeded to change the game. I was circling the ring, it will remain the same. I ain't got time in the so back on the 2021 wrap-up show, we played a song for Shane Taylor that was also done by Kiernan and Tarver. And I like that song. This one, it has a good beat to it. It has that inspirational, like, athlete music video vibe to it, I think. And, you know, the whole no days off, hard work aspect, that all makes sense. The rapping, it's not Tarver's best work, in my opinion. He sounds a bit awkward at times, getting the words out. You have lines like, been in many rings, I survived many things, okay? Uh, he rhymes legends with nexus, he rhymes today with today, he rhymes off with off a lot. So, uh, yeah, an off night for Monster Tarver, I think, but but the intention is there, Suit, at least. Yeah, I tend to I haven't heard all of Tarver's uh, songs that he's done, which, by the way, if you're a wrestler, learn how to produce music. You will stay busy, but um, yeah, between the Shane Taylor's uh, promotion song and between this one, I tend to like his output. Uh, his rhymes, his rhymes here were a little, a little basic, but I did enjoy the feeling of the song and the vibe of the song um, as a whole. As a whole, I, I will say though the intro, um, where it's like whoa. Oh, it reminds me, and this is a little niche reference, but I think you'll get it. It reminds me of the interstitials in the Undertaker Last Ride documentary that the Attitude Era podcast oh, always makes fun of. Oh my god, you son of a <laughs> bitch. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I just don't want to. I don't want to be a parody myself. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Me and uh, me and the boys went to the strip club one night and uh, had some Jack Daniels, and uh, it, it was a real fun time. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, but but look with this song, you know, I think as long as you have like an impactful, memorable chorus and a good beat, that's half the battle right there, really. I think, and and this does have that. Um, so yeah, the verses are the weaker points, I'd say. But when you have the oh, 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 oh well, that, that kind of covers it up a little bit too, I think. But um, and, and rhyming aside, you know, I do like again how he references the Nexus. That's a, a sweet little touch there, I'd say. And um, and Michael Tarver was also in New Japan years ago, so there is that connection there too, suit. There you go. You think roster got a Nexus discount? Look, it's a little something for Wade Barrett to think about if he ever gets that itch. He's got a <laughs> got somebody who can help him out with the music. If he doesn't want to come out to one of his 17 different versions of the core theme that he has. <laughs> I'm listen, sure you've covered two or three of those. Listen, there had to have been at least a couple of the 50 iterations of End of Days that were bangers, all right? At least a couple of them anyway. Come on now. But, <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing to me, talking about Roster in general, just to see how far he's come in New Japan. Because when he first like showed up on Strong a couple of years ago, it was like, really? Darren Young in New Japan? But he kept at it, and he put the work in. You know, it was time to go to work, that whole thing. And he got better and better, and now he's the Strong Openweight Champion. And he feels like just a normal part of the roster. He doesn't feel out of place at all. And if Darren Young can improve as well as that... There's hope for all of us, suit. I think it's gonna be so weird seeing him teaming with like Tanahashi in a year and a half on like on the Hontai side. Him, imagine this: Chato, Tamatanga, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and and Fred Rosser versus like I don't know the Bullet Club Juniors or whoever. Like that's weird. It's still gonna be weird, and he's been there for like a year and a half. Listen, if someone as random as bad dude Tito can get over in Japan as much as he has, I have no doubt that Fred Rosser can too. So, you How know. about him? That guy's going to get over. Oh, yeah. Big fan of Big Teats, for sure. I mean, he already has. 
he's over there looking like uh what did I say? Looking like um oh I oh what's his name? Scott Norton. Scott uh Scott Norton uh turning into a werewolf is what I call him. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this song is good and I like it for uh for Fred Rosser. Well, before we move on here, let me just say that this episode of Music of the Mat is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh is here to make your hectic fall weeknights a little bit easier and a lot more delicious. Their quick and easy meals, including 20-minute meals, low prep, and easy cleanup options, take the stress at a mealtime with time-saving, no-fuss recipes ready in a snap. Another great thing about HelloFresh, it works with your schedule. That's right, plans are flexible, and you can change your meal preferences, update your delivery day, and even change your address, all with just a few taps on the HelloFresh app. And I know for myself, I am someone who loves that flexibility of going online, changing up my options, changing up my plan whenever I want to. It's all just so very convenient for me, and it'll be convenient for you. So if you're like me and you want to sign up to HelloFresh, just go to HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-16 and use the code V-O-W-16 for up to 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-16. That's the number 1616. Use the code V-O-W-16 and get up to 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Well, Suit, I have some breaking news here, actually. Uh, I've just been told that this episode of the show has been turned into a tag team match. A tag team match where somehow we're going one-on-one with The Undertaker. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Yes, uh, theme number five, and it's for Teddy Long. Um, Now, originally, it was for Teddy Long and Rodney Mack. Then it was for Teddy and Mark Henry. Then it was just for Teddy. And that's what people know it best as uh, when he was, you know, SmackDown GM and all that stuff. This is off of Thematic, the music of WWE Volume 6. It's by Jim Johnston featuring Maestro. This is Mac Militant. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it all. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, get out of my way. I'm coming to thunder and lightning. It's striking. I'm inviting you all to the storm. Feel the pain that I try to contain. My heart is black and the blood in my veins. And I'm coming to get it all. And yo, I break and smash and straight whip ass. I can see the fear in your eyes every time that I pass I'm intimidating the most and fear by many But don't tempt me I leave the place empty Simply, you get me? I'm low down, pretty and shifty I'm low down, people against me Even the best be afraid Cause I approach it aggressively Especially when they roll up and test me Yo, so I'm a disciplined, militant, mind Slash time If you look for a style like mine, you can't find it Call me the M to the ACK I break rules if you wanna come and make my day Now say Feel the pain that I'm trying to contain My heart is black as the blood in my veins And I'm coming to get it So if you recall back in the day uh, Rodney Mack, Teddy Long, Jazz They were in a group called Thuggin' and Buggin' Enterprises And their whole thing was They were the victims of racism And being held down by the man By the white man of course And they would do this thing called the White Boy Challenge where Rodney Mack would just beat up white jobbers every week. Well, there's real irony here, I think, because let me tell you, Suit, this white boy loves the fuck out of this song. This song is awesome, and my pasty ass will bounce to it all goddamn day long. This is a classic one, Suit. Are you doing the dance, Andrew? <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's a really good song. Uh, well, the part you usually hear is a great song, because, um... Once you get to the end, there's a singing outro that I've never heard. I never listened long enough to get to that part of the song. And it, it caught me off guard when I first heard it. And I don't... 
I don't think I like it, but I mean, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it as many times as I hear the front end of the song, so maybe it'll grow on me, but the front end's a really good song, and it, it helps to define an era of SmackDown. Uh, whether that's good or bad is up to viewer. Yeah, I really like the song. If you dig into the lyrics, it's a lot more fitting if a wrestler has them than Teddy Long, which makes sense because a wrestler did have it before Teddy Long. They literally spell Rodney Mack's name. So, you know, from that standpoint, it's good. But it's just a good song in general for wrestling. Well, I do enjoy the ending where it gets all soulful and melancholic. Oh, can I get a witness? All that stuff. I, I do enjoy that. But again, I enjoy the song overall. And it's funny, we have the classic Jim Johnston metal guitars in there because... Of course we do. They're in all of his songs, even rap songs. It's a staple, but I think in this case it works because the grittiness of the backing guitars driving the beat and the wailing of the guitar solos, I think that matches the real gritty emotion and the hard edge of the lyrics. AOI, break and smash, and straight whip bass. I can see the fear in your eyes every time I pass. I'm a disciplined, militant mind slash tyrant. If you look for a style like mine, you can't find it. I'm the black soldier. The Mac will attack most ya. So you better watch your back. I'm coming, and I'm ready for war. I'm ready to die. This is not like flashy, bling-bling hip-hop here. This is down-and-dirty stuff. So those crunchy guitars, I think, work really well in this scenario suit. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. It is very much... It's a hard-edged song for a hard-edged guy. That guy was Rodney Mac, but, you know, Teddy Long... I'm sure Teddy Long could throw down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with what you said earlier. You know, it is weird to think about the journey of this song because this was Rodney Mack's theme to start off with. It's called Mac Militant, M to the A-C-K, all that stuff. And then fast forward a few years later, you have babyface GM Teddy Long dancing around on SmackDown. Holla, holla, playa! And he's using this, you know, hard, militant, heel-eating song. It's, it's a weird dichotomy for sure, but... It stuck with them, and, and thank God it did, because it's awesome. So, Our next theme takes us to the glory days of 2006 TNA, because it's for Homicide, Hernandez, and Conan, the Latin American Exchange. And uh, this was their theme during their first initial heel run for the first year or so up until the, uh, the face turn. This is by Conan. It's called Dogs. D-A-W-G-Z. Orgullosamente Latino hasta la muerte y después Worldwide Latino pride The ambassadors of violence LAX, K-Dog, the notorious 187 homicide We be something Dang, da, dang, da, dang, dang Don't say nothing Dang, da, dang, da, dang, dang We be jumping Dang, da, dang, da, dang, dang Just act like you know And homie, stop fucking Through stomping I'm from Miami, not counting Down with the essays and the 6-4 hopping To my body was in the 787 and those up in Brooklyn pulling 211. I come through stomping, rolling in my low top chucks, making sure you suckers feel me every time we bust. Shackled up like a nut, going 5150, G'd up in the feed up, creased up in some dickies. I rap a lot, like the label out of Houston, sneaky like the clock up in the shop, straight boosting. To all my gente down in Juarez, calma de un momento, paisa no dispares. Put it down from Killer Kelly to the MIA. The homie crazy K, yo man, that boy don't play. It's in my NIAK, putting it down all day. Representing Southern Cali, get in my way, yo, get sprayed. We be talking. Hey, remember when I said that it was ironic that I, a very white dude, loved the angry black man hip hop song so much? Well, aw, damn, here we go again. Because I love this song a lot too. To me, this is one of the best TNA themes of all time. In fact, I love this song so much, I have it memorized from start to finish. And listen, if the hardcore militant Latino gangsta stable didn't want a gringo like me to love this song so much, they shouldn't have made it such a goddamn banger, alright? It's not my fault, suit. It's not my fault. It's amazing. It's a great song for a great act in LAX. It fit the vibes of this just angry group of Latinos trying to get what theirs, and it's 
Oh, this song rides so hard. It's so good. It's such a great song. Yeah, and there are just a slew of Conan hip-hop themes throughout his entire career, but this one's my favorite. And it's probably because of nostalgia, of course, because I love LAX and that era of LAX too. But it's still a great theme. We got the gunshots, the strings that do the melody. Um, obviously, the lyrics are very pro-Latino, pro-gangsta lifestyle. And there are a lot of shout-outs to Miami and Puerto Rico, Mexico, San Diego. They even reference Rey Mysterio, which is interesting because he's not in the company. And you do kind of think back to Jeff Jarrett in my world. That song had the rock referenced in there, and they took it out. So you do kind of wonder what's going on here, Sid, I think. Well, that Jarrett reference was saying, you know, he's not the rock, which, I mean... Yes, yeah, he's not. Oh, that's that true, that's true. true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe he realized the connotation there and just decided, let's clip that out, whereas this is just, you know, it's referencing Rey Mysterio, who's one of the greatest Latino wrestlers of all time. One of the best wrestlers of all time, period. So, I don't know. Maybe it's a case-by-case basis. Maybe Jared wasn't listening too hard and... Uh, <laughs> Maybe they didn't get that far on the track when they were walking in the impact zone. It was a shorter walk. Yeah, they came through that little entrance in the crowd area. Right, right. Yeah, um, you know, the Latino section. But yeah, I I do love this song, and I love that... I love that period where Conan split off from 3LK to set up LAX, and then you had this group here, too. It, it was good and i only said that to bring up uh, the three live crew because i've had ever since you've got to be kidding me played their song on the show i've had the three lk song stuck in my head We're, it's going on months now <laughs> you are my sunshine my only son this one is a bad jam beware, beware. coming for you it's the remix three like it got me it's doing it now god damn it come on <laughs> Still getting <laughs> well, if I can get back to LAX here in this song, um, the sample it uses in the interlude is interesting. It's Funky Worm by Ohio Players. Oh, that's funky, that's funky. Like nine cans of shaving powder, that's Oh, that's funky. That's funky. Like nine cans of shaving powder. That's funky. If you played GTA San Andreas, that song is in the game. And that is a direct sample from that song in this one. Which, again, I don't know how they swung that, but it's pretty neat, I think. Conan playing GTA while high, going like, I, I like this song, man. Hey, have you ever heard my podcast? <laughs> if you get that reference, you get a nice gold star. Um... Now, the one big question I also have about this song is I don't know for certain who the other rapper is besides Conan because there's not a lot of definitive info about this song out there. Um, now, one website I found says that it's Conan and Mad One, which would make the most sense because Mad One did a bunch of themes in WCW for Conan, you know, Psycho and Bow Wow Wow, and they're both very close friends with Rey Mysterio as well, so... That's the most likely answer, I think. Um, unfortunately, again, there's no official release of this song, so we can't say for certain who it is. But um, we do know it's Conan. There is that much, at least. So <laughs> we do have that anyway. Yeah, Mad One would make sense because he did the uh, he did the Filthy Animals song too. The uh, right, right. You covered that one before too. The uh, Psycho. That would make the most sense. Is you know Conan calling his boy up, you know, getting the track done. Second to last theme here, and it's the current AEW theme of Angelico. Yes, the master of Yave and some other sweet dance moves. Uh, still getting residuals off of a crazy Lucha Underground dive from years ago somehow, but hey, God love him for it. And he does have this nice theme. This is by Mikey Ruckus featuring Ant Won't Stop and Chaz Kangas. This is called, and I hope I get this right, Voel de Vive Van Dog. <laughs> Oh, 
vibe But if you cross that line, I got the hill drive This is my moment to shine, I will rise Strap yourself in, get ready for a thrill ride Can't stop the positivity, I'm vibing out Get a hand to the task and then I'm riding out No stopping, keep your eyes locked in Always the first choice, never the second option Vol de Vive Van Dog, that is Afrikaans for Feel the Vibe Today. Uh, and Helico is South African, so that lines up nicely there. And this is very much a vibes song. Very chill, very go with the flow, hey man, which is in Helico's whole thing. You know, he's not a druggie per se, but he's got a bucket hat, he's got a yellow green color scheme, the light gyrating dance moves. He's not a very aggressive, in-your-face kind of guy, so neither is the song. And it mentions chill vibes, it mentions vibing out, keeping it surreal, the atmospheric haze, ambiance, overtones, the whole kid and caboodle. And I have to say, you know, we make fun of Angelico a lot around these parts, but this is a nice little banger of a song suit, in my opinion. This is a perfect song for a dirtbag to vibe out to. And luckily, this is Angelico's theme song. <laughs> so, yeah, it is a great track. The uh, rapping over it. Oh, uh, who does it remind me of? I want to say, I think it's like Gorillaz that I'm reminded of when I think of the rapping. Because it's got like the one guy who's good at it and then another guy who's also rapping. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it. There is a vibe. There is a vibe there, but it's all about the beat and it's all about the the uh, instrumentals. And it's just it's a vibe song, and it is a vibe song for the vibe wrestler. And uh, you know when he it it can calm him down after his Yave hold that eventually wins the match. Yave. <laughs> yeah, I also could not help but notice the uh, the vocal differences between the two rappers because. Antoine Stop, he's the first rapper. He's got a good flow to him, has a good rhythm. Um, Chaz Kangas, on the other hand, he sounds like someone rapping at the end of like a Bill Nye the Science Guy episode. Just the most straightforward, straight-laced reading ever. I'm reeling in the realness. I'm keeping it surreal. I can feel it in the air as I'm airing out my feels. Like, he's not bad per se. It's just not your typical like rap vocal inflections or delivery, but I think in this case, it works because it's in Helico. Like, it just it feels right for him. You know, Suit? Yeah, it's very much reading the words and not, like, rapping them. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for those asking the obvious question, yes, Chaz Kangas is a white guy. In fact, I looked him up. He is, like, the most unassuming white guy rapper maybe ever. Because he looks like a young uh, Edwin Collins, the guy who sang A Girl Like You. I've never known a girl like you before. He looks like that guy. So to have him be a rapper is, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit odd, I think. <laughs> Boy, I, I think this is the right person I looked up. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, I didn't have that question. I just didn't expect him to look to look that white. Well, his name is Chaz, for God's sake. Like that's a that's a big that piece of evidence yeah. right there. I, I was, think. So. <laughs> Should have used my context clues there. Yes, yes, but uh, but all the best to Chaz and his career. All the best there. So, um, time now for the final theme of the episode here, and it's for Montel Vontavious Porter. MVP. Now, way, way back on the first Hip Hop Themes episode, we played I'm Coming by Silk the Shocker, which is, of course, MVP's most famous song. But today, we're going to play his other WWE theme. He had this at the tail end of his first WWE run in 2010, 
and he has it now for this second run as a manager. This is by MVP and Michael Zibby off of WWE Uncaged 12. This is Baller's Anthem. So it starts off with a ticking clock, which is of course a holdover from I'm Coming. And overall, I'd say there's more energy with this song than there is in I'm Coming, both with the vocals and the beat. So I guess I do prefer this in that sense. Um, lyrically, there are some funny lines at times, which we'll get to here in a second, but I do like the chorus. And uh, overall, yeah, it's a pretty good song suit, I think. Yeah, this, this feels... You can tell MVP is more into this one because it's him doing it, but it's also just, it's more of MVP, like, in the lyrics, because Silk the Shaka was more, you know, he was more general with his stuff, whereas MVP, you know, he's able to get personal with it because it's a song about him and, like, him balling out. So, yeah, I I think it's a good track. I like it more than uh, I'm Coming. Uh, I think it's a better beat. Like it, is it the same beat? I think it's different. I think it's a little different. I don't remember off the top of my head because I haven't listened to "I'm Coming" in a while. I don't tend to listen to "Silk the Shaka" that much. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like this one a lot more, and you can tell MVP does too. Yeah, some lines I wanted to bring up here. Um, Never touched a millionaire, baby. Then move closer. I display so many carrots, I should be a green grocer. My wallet's so heavy, it'll give you a hernia. I wear so much ice, I'm about to catch hypothermia. Got money to blow, plenty more I can loan ya. Got the haters catching vapors, like I'm bleach and ammonia. So yes, those lines did make me chuckle, I will admit that, but uh, <laughs> I still say they're better than, like Tropicana, I got the juice. There is that at least suit, so, so there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I would pull them up, but I've got push to talk on, and I can't, I can't get them up on my phone. So, but yeah, I do agree. It's it's a good track. MVP's got some good lines in there, and uh, yeah, I I've always heard that he, him, our truth, and John Cena did a track together for something that never got released, and I do want to hear that because. I would like to rank those guys as far as, like, rap and ability. I've never heard about that before. I'll have to uh, look it up when we're done here. Yeah, it's a story. I think MVPs told it where, like, they all did a track together because they all have done rap tracks before. Uh, I would like to hear that. I would like to see if that, if it was even done, one, and two, if, if it's out there, maybe you could get on one of these uncaged albums if there's any more of them to go. Mm, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I do want to bring up one more thing with this song. Uh, it's a bit dated at this point with one particular reference because it references John and Kate plus eight, which even by 2010, it was already out of date because by that point, John and Kate had already divorced and the show just became K plus eight. So yeah, it was a real throwback when I heard that line. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> A 90-day fiancé bar. <laughs> that's the only TLC show I know. That's okay. That's okay. Well, um, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Music of the Mat. Thank you so much for listening, and Suit, thank you as well. As always, an absolute pleasure 
having you on the show. I do apologize again for stealing the Yave from you earlier, but listen, it was there for the taking. I, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry, but um, but no. In all seriousness, this was just a lot of fun as usual. Thanks for having me. It was fun as always, Andrew. And I didn't think you were gonna come with it right off the top. I thought you were gonna save it for the song. Like you just you were just dying to get that Yave out there. <laughs> Like Excalibur, I just I had to say it every time. I can't help it. But um, but any plugs you want to give, go right ahead. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter, at SuitWilliams, uh, VoicesOfWrestling.com. I am currently running a Brock Lesnar retrospective series called The Brockumentary. I've got three chapters to go. One of them covers one of the best matches in WWE history. The next one covers the Bob Holly match, so... Keep your eyes peeled for that. And, yeah, that's all I got for right now. Although, if you do follow me on Twitter, at Sue Williams, I may have something cool coming down the pike very soon that I can't announce yet. So, keep your eyes on that. And if you want to hear Suit and I talk about Brock Lesnar's themes, we did that episode last year. It's in the archives, and it's a lot of fun. So, check that one out there. And Music of the Met is, of course, part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. You can find all the great podcasts on there at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Mat. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Discord for all discussions and comments. VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Donate. For all donations, just click the big donate button beneath the name Music of the Met. If you donate, hey, thanks so much. You're awesome. Rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. And of course, one more time, HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Use the promo code VOW16 and get up to 16 free meals across 7 boxes and 3 free gifts. Uh, Suit, thank you again. I'll see you around. Thank you, Andrew. All right, for Suit Williams, I'm Andrew Rich, and I'll see you next time on Music of the Mat. Take care, guys. Music of the Mat is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show are property of their respective copyright holders.